You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Matthew chapter 6. We began having a look at operating in the kingdom system and uh, I subtitled it Living Life in the Fourth Dimension. Living Life in the Fourth Dimension. What do I mean by fourth dimension? Now, this is not to be weird. Maybe you say, I've never heard of that term before and what's Pastor Allen getting off on? Dr. Yonggi Cho wrote a book many years ago called The Fourth Dimension. And you understand that we live in a world, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if you have a look at that, you'll notice that as you read through creation is that whatever exists, God spoke out of His spirit life. God is spirit. He's always existed. It's a kingdom. It functions by authority. It has structure. It has communities. It has military force. He sits on a throne. Uh, people live in that realm. But when he said light be, a natural existence began. And that natural existence, as you read through the account of Genesis, consists of time, matter, and space. Natural elements were created. Those natural elements are governed by physical laws. You think of Gravity, lift, friction, you know, there's, there's many physical laws that govern it. Speed of light is used in many of these things as we grow more and more aware in science. And then time is also a created entity. We think of time as yesterday is gone, tomorrow is still coming, the only what we have is right now. Someone says, do you believe in time travel? Well, yes, I'm already five seconds into the future than I was five seconds ago. Constantly traveling through time. Isn't that right? But at any one moment, this is all we have. And in this moment in time, we know that whatever has happened, we technically, in the realm of the natural, cannot undo. And there's also this concept that you have no control of the future. Yet when you read through the Word of God, you'll notice that God constantly invades this natural world. This natural world exists within the spirit realm. It's not like we are the natural realm and one day we will go to this place far away that's totally separate called heaven. And this will help some people if you think of this as a three-dimensional world. That means we've got length, breadth, and height. Think of a painting. A painting only has width and height. It has no depth. Even if it is depth, it's by created by perception. The painter can only paint on two dimensions. That two-dimensional painting exists in this three-dimensional world. Are you with me? But a guy living in the painting can only look right, left, up or down. He, he does no way of getting anywhere else. Are you with me? So I'm saying that because this three-dimensional world lives in the realm of the spirit. 
And so if you still struggle with the term fourth dimension, I'm using it because it's, it, I'm just trying to invoke thinking here. It's the realm of the Spirit. But if I just said Spirit, some people think, woo it's out there somewhere. No, it exists. And in that realm, God can bypass time. God can move. He's, he's the same yesterday, today, forever. I knew you before you were created in your mother's womb. So God can look forward, He can look back. Say amen. amen. Please, please, please. If you had a struggle with physical science, I'm not dropping you here. <laughs> Everything I've said, I've kept as simple as possible. The reason I'm saying this is to evoke your thinking, to say that we are not limited to the limitations of natural laws. We use the natural laws because they are necessary to govern this natural realm. But God, when Jesus came to the earth, He constantly demonstrated that He was able to bypass the natural realm. Amen? If you think of, let's say you take that painting as a flat plane, you've got length and width, right? Someone living on that, they're a disc, they don't have height. You got that. The disc can move forward, it can lose left, lose right. If something hits it on its head, it doesn't think of looking up because there is no up. If, if something hit it, it would look left, right, left, right. Isn't that right? If something hit you on the head, you'd look left, right, left, right, nothing around. Then you would look up and see there was a bird. That's, now, now you know because you've got height. Isn't that right? And let's say someone's in that flat realm and you're living in the third dimension and you drop something on that painting, it'll hit them on the head. They, that, to them, you can put something in the painting, they wonder where did that come from? Because it didn't come from right, left, it came from the third dimension. Are you with me? The disciples were in a room one day after the death of Jesus and they're in fear. The Bible says they were shut up the doors were closed. The windows were closed. Next moment, Jesus is standing there. How did He do that? Hello. Are you getting an idea of what I'm saying here? That he, he was able to operate in all four dimensions. He could move in and out of the third dimension. Someone says, well, yo, that was Jesus. Hang on. How about Joshua when he was in that battle. They were running out of day. He said, I don't want this to be go any further. I'm finishing this war today. So sun, stand still. Moon, stand still. And the Bible says it did. He controlled time. Are you getting this? So we start with the premise that what's in the Word of God is true. If that is this case, and it is, we do know that, that we must recognise that the realm of the Spirit is not something we're going to one day. Today you're living in it and we can take authority in it. And that's what Jesus demonstrated. Multiplying bread and fish. How does that happen? How do you split the sea that you walk through on dry land? How do you bring water out of a rock in the middle of a desert? You understand these things are coming from the realm of the Spirit. How do you take a man who's dead three days in the grave, but now he's thinking, and then you say, come out the grave. You understand what I'm talking about? 
We're talking about operating in a realm, in a system that God has given us access to. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Notice the realm of the kingdom is available to us. You're not just living in the kingdom. God has given you the kingdom. He's given you access to the kingdom. How many of you believe that if you cut yourself, that that wound would heal? Now, how did that happen? The body's designed to regenerate itself. God designed it that way. God designed the body to heal itself. What happens if you cut off a finger? See, there the mind goes, then I've lost it. Why? We've been taught that. Ask a lizard if he loses his tail, what happens? He can regenerate a tail. No one convinced him, you've got lost your tail for life. Isn't that right? Now, that's just using natural law. In the realm of the Spirit, you can go way beyond that. Here's my wife Janine sitting here today who had a disease called fibrous dysplasia. Out of the mouth of a doctor looking at an x-ray, he said that that disease cannot be healed. The best you believe for is for it to stop spreading. And yet next to it is an x-ray where the disease is gone. A medical doctor trained by science looking at two x-rays and saying that x-ray could not have come from this person. I was confronted with that as a heathen, unbelieving, rejecting Philistine, not a Christian. Uncircumcised. Amen. I I was so against the whole thing about church and these people trying to get me into a building and come sing some songs and... So I wasn't looking for an answer. But a medical doctor says to go from that x-ray to that x-ray, that is not possible. Came out of his mouth, his own mouth. And I used these words. I said, doctor, would you call that a miracle? He said, you call it whatever you want to, but I cannot operate on this new x-ray. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Now, how did that happen? Janine didn't just wake up one day and say, my leg feels better. No, she went to a man of God who understood these principles, believed these principles, spoke enough word into her that she dared to believe and said, go ahead, then lay hands on me. If the word says you lay hands, I will recover. Lay hands on me. And when hands were laid on her, the fourth dimension went into action. And what medical sciences could not be done. There were limitations. We bypassed that. You're getting this? Seek first the kingdom of God. We want His righteousness, the right way of doing things. Remember Colossians chapter 1 verse 9? For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and 
Everybody say spiritual understanding. This goes beyond natural understanding. That doctor was limited to his medical science. But there's a deeper understanding. How do you explain when doctors tell a couple that both of you cannot produce children? And yet you take the word that says that He has blessed us with the offspring. And I believe God's word that I have children's children. We trusted His word. Bypassed medical science. A doctor looking at me like I was some naive fool saying, you don't even understand. I've tried to show you what the test says and you still standing here saying, I'll do it God's way. And then when it does happen, we go back and I say to the doctor, so my wife is pregnant. He says, well, these things happen. Yes, they do when you're trusting the Word of God. Come on, say amen. See, there's a spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power and patience and long suffering with joy. He is given a, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the fourth dimension. There are those that have already transfigured They've left this natural earth, left their bodies behind. This is a three-dimensional suit. It's an earth suit. When the guys came back from the moon, they didn't keep living in their moon suit. On the moon, you need a moon suit. You come back, you take the moon suit off. This atmosphere doesn't need a moon suit. On that atmosphere, you needed a moon suit. On this atmosphere, you need an earth suit. When you're done with the earth, you leave this and you enter into the fourth dimension, you leave the earth suit behind. But you will never die. I said, you will never die. See, if you get these things, you'll never fear death again. I just prefer not to go in pain, but I have no problem with leaving. Come on, give Jesus praise if you're getting a hold of this. Any time. Until I've completed my assignment. That's the only reason. Paul said, I'd rather go to be absent from the earth than present with the Lord. But I'm hard pressed. But I stay for your sake. What's he saying? I can go at any time I want to. But I've an assignment to complete. Hallelujah. And so those who've crossed over already experiencing life at its fullest capacity. But he says, you don't have to wait till you get there. He's already qualified you to be partakers. Say this, I'm already qualified. What qualified you? The day you gave your life to Jesus. The day you gave your life to Jesus, you checked into the fourth dimension. You are born again. So we operate in the natural realm to get those that are still stuck here to get saved. Because if you die without salvation, you'll be stuck here for eternity. You need to have the way out. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. 
So when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you are born again. The first time you were born, you were born into this natural realm. The second time you are born into the Kingdom of God. And once you're born into the Kingdom of God, the moment, the day you give your life to Jesus, you have full access to all the realm of the Spirit. Give Jesus praise if you got a hold of that. Look at verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Say hallelujah. Notice you've already been delivered from the power of darkness. Now the thing with an inheritance, it has to be received. You can have inherited something. Now, you know what inheritance is. Someone leaves you something in their will. You go to the lawyer's office and they take out the last will and testament. And they read out, you have inherited this bank account, these houses, these properties, these businesses. They're yours. You can praise God and give Him thanks and wonderful, you got all of these things. But if you go home, and don't do anything about it. Someone asks you, you can say you're a millionaire, but yet you still can't pay the rent at the end of the month because it's in someone else's account. How many know there's a legal process you need to go through? You have to receive it. You have to open up an account. You have to get things transferred to your name. You have to sign documents and you have to access it. The moment you were born again, you inherited the full kingdom of God. Now you receive that kingdom. How do you receive it? By faith. Faith means you hear what it is. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. But the spirit of faith is having believed I. And as we continue to study, you will know, and if you've been here long enough, you understand that the whole realm of the kingdom is governed by words. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. God said, let there be light. And everything's governed by those words. Even Jesus, when He spoke to a tree, the tree responded. See, this creation responds to someone who understands this realm. And so the disciples were shocked. They said, look, the tree that you cursed has withered away. He didn't say, well, that's what I do. I'm Jesus. He said, you have faith. You have faith. If you speak to this mountain and command it to be cast in the sea and don't doubt, but believe when you speak, you will have what you say. How could Jesus say that? Because he knows how the kingdom works. He understands this realm. And if you're speaking, the words govern the response and the result. Hallelujah. And so by the same token, as we are born again into this kingdom system, you and I have the opportunity to govern it. Now the enemy knows this. So he has to do everything that he can to stop you seeing into that kingdom. If you have a look in Genesis chapter six, verse five, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. 
Notice the unsaved man, doesn't matter how good a person tries to be good, at the end of the day, if you don't know Jesus, who is the way, the truth, the life, you can only have a portrayal of good and yet the intent is still evil. And when you look at the world today, you'll notice that evil has seemed to come unstuck. Why is that? I personally believe is that during COVID, that was the enemy's intent was to get the church off the streets. At the end of the day, I always look at the thing from the realm of the spirit. It could be politically motivated in the hearts of man. That's the intent of evil. It could be money driven. That's the heart of man. That's the intent of evil. It could be a sickness disease. At the end of the day, you look at most of medical research. It's always in man manufactured drugs. Why? Because that's where the money is. So the end intent is still evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. So when you're looking at that, you've got to see it that the enemy at the end of the day knows there's a spiritual agenda of God. And the church is, his, is God's representative. We are the body of Christ. We are the ones that have been given the commission to reach this world with the gospel of Jesus. So that must be silenced from the enemy's perspective. So he thought COVID was a great plan. Get them out their buildings, get rid of the unity, get them off the streets. There were a handful of churches that refused to do that. We were one of them. People say, did you close during COVID? No, we didn't come to the building. No, the building was locked. Government said we can't go to our building, but we stayed in unity online. We kept our, our groups active. We kept praying. We kept leading people to Jesus. We still had salvations. We still had spiritual growth. The church kept growing. The church kept increasing. But what happened was because there wasn't that gathering together. Bible says, do not neglect the gathering together. In the gathering together, there's a corporate anointing. There's a corporate power. And that wasn't happening. So that's where the enemy stepped up his game. And all of a sudden, it's like the world went crazy. Just in the last few years, you think, what has happened? But what it really is, doesn't matter what we're talking about, whether we're talking about what's going crazy in the political world, in the wars, in, in gender identity, in, in you name it. All of it is noise. It is noise. Fill up your timeline with fear and junk. You know, you, when you're scrolling through social media, it's all the worries, all the concerns, all the protests, all the violence, all the, it's noise, 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 noise. You notice, as long as I'm saying this, I'm not preaching the gospel. Because when there's noise, we stop thinking. And if he can stop us from thinking and stop us and say, hang on, I back out of the noise. What does the Word say? God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Greater is He that is in me 
than he that's in the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? Have I said and will I not do? I watch over my word to perform it. My word does not return void. It accomplishes what it's sent for. And if you dare to believe that and take that word, family God, for us to get to a place where we get our minds back on the word of God, we must separate from the noise of this world. Don't be part of the noise. Notice what God says in Isaiah 33, verse 22. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our... Next statement. The Lord is our... The Lord is our King. He will save us. The Lord is our... Law giver, not social media. Yeah, but times have changed. Jesus said, I am the same yesterday, today and forever. Family, that Bible is not an old manuscript written by some ignorant shepherds in some Middle East desert. That well, was old fashioned and it's old people and, you know, and that was okay for them. No, they were hearing. The Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. You're talking about shepherds stuck in a desert somewhere. They didn't have distractions and they were able to hear that fourth dimension. When an angel showed up, they didn't say, I wonder, is this possible? They fell on their floor. And uh, are you with me? They didn't go, I wonder where he came from. There's an angel. A creature from the fourth dimension stepped into the third dimension. And they said, what you say must be important. And they wrote it down. Are you with me? What you have in your black family is a transcript of the law that governs the heavens today that has been in existence for eternity. God knows how His kingdom works. When He says thou shalt or thou shalt not, He is not trying to control this human race as a bunch of pets. He's telling you, I know how my kingdom works. This has worked before time ever existed. This has worked for centuries. This has worked for eons. This is the way the whole system is governed. Now I've created a natural realm. If you take these same laws, they'll work for you. Why do you think the enemy's working so hard to rewrite the laws? Because people are buying into it through mass oppression, mass deception, and just a whole trying to look like you're part of the crowd. But you have to be willing to step out. I said you have to be willing to be different. Because the way the system's working, if it was working, we'd start having solutions. And it's not, it's getting worse. 
And Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And he's given us his word. And he says, if you keep this, you will succeed. But family of God, it's up to you and me to be able to look into that. There were 12 of the nation of Israel that now arrived at the River Jordan. God had delivered them out of Egypt, an oppressive system, and took them through the wilderness. And in that wilderness, I mean, you go read through it, it is crazy some of the things that happened. It's like, you know, we, we, we hungry, we need food. We, would, we want more than just manna, we want meat. <laughs> Give me a break, manna is heaven straight, it's food straight out of heaven. And call it angel food. I mean, that wasn't a miracle enough. Every day there's food. They want meat. And you th- you're talking about three million Jews. Three million Jews. Where are you going to find so much meat? Three million people in the desert. Rochis, that day. Yeah, come birds. Birds. But not one, ten, hundred, thousand, million. Birds. Like billions. Come flying. Just like clouds. And they, they come over the children of Israel and boop, 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 start dropping right there. Now, where do you think those birds came from? Oh, you're not convinced yet. So they eat it. Wow, that's amazing. Tomorrow, again. So you've just eaten a billion birds. (laughs) Come on, are you with me? Or say, you know, let's say 10 million. You've just eaten 10 million birds. Where did 10 million birds come from? But now there's another 10 million. That's second day. Third day, another 10 million. It got so far that eventually they like, (laughs) we can't eat quail anymore. Where are these birds coming from? Are you getting this? Now, with that in mind, that kind of miracle, water out of a rock, manna, quail, They come to the River Jordan. They're about to go into the promised land. Moses sends 12 spies in. Go and check out the land. In that, they find out it is indeed a land of milk and honey. It's exactly as God said. There are grapes so big, they couldn't even carry that. Two men with a a pole carrying the cluster of grapes. This place is fertile. It's rich. It's abundant. One problem. They're giants. They're enemies ready to stop us from coming in. And 10 of them said they weren't able to go. But notice Numbers chapter 13, verse 30. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. Let us go up at once for we are well able 
to come up against it. We are well able to overcome it. How many believe we are well able to overcome? Let me see how many believe you are well able. Now, now watch this because we have to be aware of these things. Look at Matthew chapter 23, verse 13. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. There are people that will try and stop you from entering into this realm of the kingdom. You know you're able to. You know it's available. You know God has given you the promise. But there are those that will try and stop you from going in. Now have a look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers. This sounds like TikTok. Come on. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, despisers of good, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power from such people, from such people, from such people, choose your friends wisely, family. Otherwise we start sounding like them. Form of godliness, but denying his power. The devil doesn't care if you go sit in a building with a cross on the wall and it says church and read from a book and someone gets up and whoops you through a sermon and you go home, doesn't bother him in the least. In fact, even the devil comes to church. What? Yeah. Jesus said in Mark chapter four, when the word is sown, when the word is sown, when the word is preached, Satan comes in the car park. No, no, he'll try to get you now. Are you with me? He doesn't care if the word's preached, if he can get it out of your heart. But when you stand up and say, I believe there is power in the Word, that's when he gets upset. I've never seen the devil moan about someone saying Jesus loves you, but let you start talking about laying hands on the sick and they will recover. Let him start saying, if you speak, you'll have what you say. Let him start saying, if you sow your seed, you will reap a harvest. You start saying things that produce results, produce power. That's what he's trying to silence. Family of God, don't let that happen. You have access to the realm of the kingdom of God and believe in the supernatural. Believe that if you take God's Word, you're not gonna let people talk you out of your promised land. Yes, I might have to fight some battles. Yes, I'm gonna come up against giants. Yes, it's gonna be an attack. But you know what? 
God is for us. And we're going to trust Him. We're going to trust His Word. We're going to take on tomorrow. And once again, we're going to stand up and say, today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And He has given me the power to overcome because I have faith in His Word. Are you ready for this family? Come on, give Jesus praise for His Word. Come, let's stand together. We're going to live this way. And that's what we do when we come together like this. We're equipping ourselves to be able to live this life, how to operate in the Kingdom of God the way He designed it. See, church was never meant to be just a good, feel-good sermon. We feel good when you get good. But how do you do it? How do you put this into action? Because you are living in the realm of the fourth dimension, even though you may be having a three-dimensional experience. Amen. Amen. You are a spirit being living in a natural environment. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, I've heard the Word of God. That Word brought faith to my heart. I am a believer and not a doubter. As a hearer of God's Word, I'm also a doer. From this day on, I live to serve the Word of God, to hear His Word, to trust His Word, to obey His Word, His way. When I operate in the realm of the kingdom, I see God results. The way God designed it, He knows exactly how it works. He is the lawgiver. If He says something is good, I choose to believe that. If He says something is wrong, then it's not for me. It's going to hurt me. I trust Him. I believe Him. The way He designed me is the way I want to live. Fully pleasing Him, fully serving Him. I am filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that my walk may be worthy of Him, fully pleasing Him. I'm also fruitful in every good work. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God.